Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox, the Friday version. I hope you're all doing well. It's time to grab a cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the sky above us today, which is December 18th, my youngest daughter's birthday. If you're out there watching me this morning, Jennifer, happy birthday to you. I love you so much, and I wish you the very best in the coming year. Uh, welcome everybody. And today we are sitting in the Aquarian energy of Saturn or Saturn in Aquarian energy. How did you all do this week? Did you feel that shift? Uh, were you aware of it? Did you notice it as uh, the, the planet of duty and responsibility and form and structure changed from Capricorn, a sign that he hold, held, holds rulership over? Uh, in terms of dealing with institutions and the government and military, et cetera, et cetera, and goals and uh, the whole of the reconstruction possibilities that were brought about because of the destructive energies of 2020. And here we are now uh, with him in a new sign, a sign that he also rules. He also rules this sign of Aquarius and it is a different form of Saturn that we see here because he's also sort of in cahoots with Uranus here. Uh, Uranus, the awakener, the rebel, the one that releases us from any chains that are binding. And Saturn, the, the, the lord of, of structure and form. So it ought to be a fun next few weeks as both of these giant planets come into a square with one another. And a lot, I, I know that I felt it when the, the planet moved. It was at 9.05 p.m. Wednesday evening for me here on the West Coast. And uh, maybe early yesterday morning for those of you uh, further east. And maybe you felt it in terms of, of dreams. If you were sleeping, maybe you felt it in terms, I, I'll tell you how I felt it. I felt it as a... Um, a lifting of optimism, like a lifting into optimism and a lifting into like what more is possible. I mean, those were words I was using anyway, uh, but I could really feel it somewhere in my bones, bones ruled by Saturn. So there's a shift and I can feel that shift. I'm hoping all of you can feel that shift. If you didn't feel it this week, do not fret because we have another big shift coming tomorrow when Jupiter makes his move into the sign of Aquarius. And it seems to me that a lot of us, every one of us probably should really do a deep study or dive into the sign of Aquarius, since that seems to be the sign of the day, of the year, of the next millennia as we move into more fully the age of Aquarius. And literally the only outer planet that won't have made a move into Aquarius, at least for this time period is Pluto. And that's because he has to finish the work of Capricorn before he gets there. He will make his transition into Aquarius somewhere in 2024 for just a brief amount of time. And then he'll retrograde backward into Capricorn again. And then in 2025, he will move into Aquarius, where he will spend quite a bit of time taking up the cause that both Jupiter and Saturn are laying for us, and Pallas Athena too, don't forget she's there as well, uh, taking up the causes that these guys have been um, putting, you know, the seeds in place 
for uh, in the next couple of years. Let me say a quick good morning to everybody. It's really good to be here with you all. Ursula, hello. Tom, good morning. Mimi, good to see you. Natasha, good morning. Uh, Ursula says, woohoo, here we go. Indeed. Kathleen Mallory, good morning. And JLo, hello to you. Tom says, I made it through the second Saturn return. Holy phew. Uh, I got you there, brother, because, you know, you and I, same age, birth, same month, we were in the same doo-doo together for the same amount of time, and I, too, am glad that, I'm glad that I went through it. I can tell you that, even though at times, especially last year, it felt really, uh, not last year, but 2019, it, well, that would still be last year, um, it, it felt really ugly, and it felt really uh debilitating almost in some ways but on this end of it i can look back and i can see what it was doing was allowing me to let go of things that were no longer serving me and now i'm moving forward and i feel very much lighter so there's that and then for those of you who have your natal saturn in aquarius you're coming up to what will be your saturn return sometime in the next 27 months and likely you're already feeling sort of the call I started feeling the call myself when Saturn moved into Capricorn. It's not that it's quite there yet, but you start seeing maybe the handwriting on the wall, the things that you've been doing that are out of sync with sustainability start to show up in your life. Things that are no longer useful start to show up in your life. You start to get this idea of what do I wanna free myself from? And that's more of the Aquarian Saturn uh, than it is for the Capricorn Saturn, but certainly that is coming for those of you who are approaching your 57th to 60th birthdays in the next couple of years. Ursula, good morning to you. She says, my Saturn return exact is coming in February in the sixth house, whole sign system in the fifth house in the Placidus system. So you can expect issues around the work you do, where you do your work, who you work with, and the health of your body to come into more focus for you. Maybe even uh, taking up a cause like uh, a humanitarian cause or something that is of service that you feel really good about. So be aware. And those, you know, Ursula, you're coming up to your second Saturn return, but there's, there's also the first Saturn return that happens between about age 28 and a half and 30. So there's a whole group of you who were born uh, at a, what would that be, 1993-ish, who are going through that also. So for the younger ones, it's your, it's your call to grow up, right? It's your call to uh, get with the program, if you will. And for those of you who are at the other end in the second Saturn return, it's time to release yourself from all those things that you no longer find useful or need um, and be true and authentic and loving and kind and generous to yourself, as well as sharing your gifts with the world. Camilla, good morning. She says, happy Friday. Good to be here with you all. Alisa says, can I purchase the predictions for 2021 recording still? Yes, I've changed it on my website now. Uh, to be uh, just the recording and it's down a little bit because I started working on the human design for 2021 and so that one is replacing it and uh, so yes you can still purchase that and as soon as you purchase it is delivered to you via another email that comes in behind it. Uh, JLo says woohoo members yes members get that all uh, in the membership so including the human design year, which starts on January 22nd this year. And uh, I, I've already, 
I, this is kind of an idea that's been going through my head, not just for that webinar, but for in general as well. Um, it might really behoove us to take a look at the gates in human design that are Aquarian gates. And there's several of them and maybe taking a deeper dive to understanding more about Aquarian energy. So we know pretty much what Aquarius means from the astrological standpoint, but there, you know, the human design gates give us more access to the deeper meanings of the spans of degrees that Jupiter and Saturn both will be going through. So for example, Jupiter and Saturn right now are sitting at the gate 60. And the gate 60 is a mutative gate. It sits on the root center moving up toward the uh, sacral center. So it is setting us up for a new pattern, something, a, an evolutionary leap perhaps. Um, it might be baby step leaps. It might be huge leaps. We don't really ever know for sure, but that gate really prepares us for that mutation that is occurring or will occur very soon. And uh, so right now that's where both of them are. But as we get to the last week of this month, Jupiter actually moving a little faster than a lot faster than Saturn moves into the gate 41, which is the gate that heart is the harbinger of the new year. Uh, whenever the sun gets to the gate 41, we have a new year in human design and the gate 41 also on the root center is called the gate of imagination or creativity. It's now called in quantum uh, human design, the gate of intention. So it's an energy that begins to coalesce around what it is we're thinking or intending. So during the webinar that we did this week when I was talking about what more is possible, it's very important. It's an exercise for our minds because intention is going to drive what our experiences are over the next several years and becoming more and more responsible for the co-creative energies that we have. So if you don't like the world that you see, it's, part, it's partly because you're participating in an illusion. And so if that's the case, it also then shows us that we can participate in a different way in that illusion by creating what we want and not what we don't want. So it's all about possibilities. And now as we get Jupiter into this sign, it becomes sort of a collective sigh of relief. It's almost like we can feel that shift that is upon us. And even though there are still the last dying gasps of the old paradigm out there, uh, it doesn't hold as much power. I think people are very fatigued over holding on to that old energy. And so now we're prepared, even making room for the possibility of being completely different in the world. And isn't that fabulous? I mean, the fact that we really are co-creators is something I think we've paid lip service to, but we haven't really lived it. And now we have this opportunity over these next few years to really understand what does that mean? When we set intentions, what does that mean? right? What are we doing, right? When we put words to thoughts, what are we doing? And it is by far and away a creative process. So what are you creating, right? What are you creating by what you're thinking about and what you're saying? And even, you know, uh, off-handed comments that we make, 
uh, are holding creative power. So if you find yourself, um, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, oh, bad hair day, uh, you're really kind of in the creative process of that. And that's so minor in the grand scheme of things, but think of the bigger things that we say and or that we participate in that, you know, really have creative power as well, but we choose not to see that creative power there. So it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of responsibility that we have as we go forward, but I think we're ready for that kind of a challenge. I am, so sign me up. Oh, wait, I did sign up because I'm alive at this point in time. Loving Light says, what a year. And yes, we are feeling different. I love that. JLo says, yes, I've been doing that. But sheesh, I'm just a Cancer Saturn, maybe too advanced. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Remember, words have power. Words have power. Thoughts have power. So make sure you're putting your words and your thoughts on things that you want, not on things that you don't want. Ah, it's difficult. Uh, subscribers on here, Janet, keep growing. I haven't even looked. So 600. Wow. We broke 600. Wow. I can't believe it. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, we keep growing. I'm not sure to what end that is, but I know that we needed the 1000. Uh, I'm also afraid though, that I'm not coming on air as much anymore. So maybe my video watch hours might go down. We'll see what happens with that because I'm not focused on that anymore uh, because I just am not. There's other things for me to be focused on. But thank you for bringing that up, JLo. If you are listening here this morning, please give the video a thumbs up. And also, if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button. That would be awesome. Uh, JLo says, hmm, weird. I wonder it could be the reason why I have been feeling more pressure on my root or tailbone. Of course, doctors say it was the accident. Hmm, I know it's different. Um, you know, what's interesting about that, JLo, is that the tailbone is often the beginning signs of a kundalini kundalini rising which is you know spiritual energy that comes up from the root and up the spine and maybe that was the first hint that you're undergoing some major spiritual transformation in your life of course um, and all of it is connected of course to the transits of planets and to uh, the, the things that you as a soul came here to do and um many other things, of course, that go into that, that kind of thing. Uh, Coach Michael, good morning to you. So I think I've said good morning to everybody. By the way, Asa is not with us this morning. She has to work. So uh, I will be coming back to check in with people here, here in just a minute. Let's jump in and talk more about Aquarius, shall we? Uh, first off today, as luck would have it, the moon is in Aquarius, right? The moon, uh, who is always signifying to us an energy shift as she moves through all of the different signs in literally 28 and a half, 29 days. So she brings up that uh, momentum for us to deeply dive into a different sign, you know, every couple of days. So now she's in Aquarius where she is digging up some of the things that we're going to need to know as Saturn continues his progress there and as Jupiter joins the party. Remember, Pallas Athena is already there. So we've got, you know, three bodies potentially here. And as we move into the first of the year, we're going to end up with a lot more as Mercury is going to find himself there and retrograding in the next few weeks. And as well, Venus will go there. 
and uh, eventually Mars will be there. So we have a lot of, of energies that are popping in and out of the sign of Aquarius. So the very first thing to know about Aquarius, it's a sign of invention and innovative ideas. It is an air sign. Air signs are all about ideas. They're all about inspiring things, uh, be, you know, kind of on the wind, what's coming in, what trends are likely, uh, what new and inspiring things can we uh, attach ourselves to or can we uh, interact with. So primarily throughout the next years, maybe two to three years, we have this idea of innovative things coming to us, new trends, new technologies, etc. Brilliance and genius, another focus energy here, where every one of you has brilliance. Every one of you has genius. It may not be in the way that scientists think about it, like, you know, your IQ is high or something like that. IQ is only one measure of brilliance. Um, there's the brilliance of love. There's the brilliance of ideas. I mean, there's the brilliance of, of you name it, right? Every one of us has brilliance in a certain way. So being focused on our particular genius and sharing that with the world or with our families and our communities. Out of the box thinking, one of my very favorite, um, in fact, I may use it today when I put the video up, my very favorite graphics is the giraffe with his head upside down and looking at things in a new way. Out of the box thinking is really going to be required as we move forward here because we can't keep trying to solve things from the same level that we created them, right? That is the definition of, a definition of insanity or psychosis. We no longer want to go there. We want to say, what else is possible? If I look at this problem in the same way, I'm going to get the same reactions. I'm going to get the same uh, old tired solutions, which by the way, haven't worked. So I'm going to turn this upside down and I'm going to look at it from a completely different direction. And when I do that, I'm asking the question, what more is possible? What else is possible? Any, any way that you can use those words to be possibility thinking instead of the same old thinking. The future is another big word here for Aquarian energy. And as we're moving further into 20, late 2020, early 2021, it becomes a drumbeat of new trends, of unconventional thinking and approaches to solving problems. We can no longer keep being stuck in the past when this sign is very forward looking. It's looking down the road. What happens 100 years from now if we don't take and do something about climate change? What happens 100 or so years from now if we don't take care of our agricultural means, if we don't take care of our economies, if we don't you can just fill in the blank. So we have to be forward thinking. We have to have long range goals. If you remember back a few weeks ago, what was it that I was saying? Uh, we were talking about Saturn and uh, Jupiter's conjunction, which is on Monday uh, in the sign of Aquarius. And I said, do you have a 200 year plan? Because literally for the next 200 years, those two planets are coming together in air signs. So long range would be a 200 year plan. I might not be here 200 years from now. In fact, I'm pretty sure I might not be, at least not in this body here 200 years from now. But the idea is about long range planning, 
right? Long range goals. And those goals are generated by your heart's desires. What do we really desire? What do we really love? What do we really want? How do we want to uh, leave the world for our um, children and grandchildren and great grandchildren, right? Uh, this is a sign whose theme is about humanitarianism, caring for one another, uh, seeking win-win outcomes, right? Not taking away from one group in order to make the rich richer and or taking away from one group to make the rich poorer, right? We don't want to, to be doing activities like that. We want to create situations where everybody wins. And we want to identify with humanity, humans. What does it mean to be a human? And have we really lived by those human values? I know that every human being by their nature, irregardless of what it looks like, identifies with love, uh, identifies with the idea of community, of taking care of, of feeding, clothing, educating, and living life, right? Living life free. And that is a huge uh, commonality between all humans on the planet. Now, not all humans have as easy access to that kind of, uh, of freedom, let's say, but shouldn't we then be working on that so that it is more equitable, so it is more equally accessible for all people. Um, so we want to be identifying with humanity rather than money or self-interest or greed, right? Those are earth kind of energies, earth-based, uh, earth sign energies or uh, the element of earth kind of concerns. And we're done with earth. We are now moving into air. So in the air is a new message, right? A new possibility where we are operating from a larger worldview, right? The bigger, wider world, not just what's going on right here in front of me and my own self-interests. Now I'm not saying don't have self-interest. <laughs> I'm just saying you have to think bigger than that. Right? You have to be more accommodating to humanity and not just your own self. We might as well get used to expecting the unexpected with Uranus engaged here as the co-ruler of Aquarius. We are going to be surprised. We're going to have excitement. We're going to have freedom calls or whatever that means, right? There may be different groups jockeying for more freedom, but freedom is coming. And what does that mean? We might have to have a new definition for what does that mean? What, what does freedom mean? And what are you talking about when you say, I want freedom? So we have that total um, Uranian sort of, of uh, awakening energy. There's a bit of the contrarian here in Aquarius and Uranus, but there's also the humorist of all the signs and all the planets, likely it's Uranus and possibly Mercury that are the humorists here, right? They play the jokes, they're playing the tricksters, they're also being the shapeshifters. And it's funny, if you'll note in the, if you we're at the webinar, or if you uh, get the video at some point toward the end, you might notice that my awareness was sort of wandering. And that's because there were ravens that were gathering. And I mean, ravens, not crows, right? The ravens are much bigger. Their beaks look different. 
and they were gathering in this tree in my uh, daughter's yard. And I kept looking at them like, what are they doing? Like, why are they here? I think of them as magical, right? I think of them as shapeshifters. I think of them as harbingers of some high spiritual energy. And so, and I'm getting chills as I think about it because there's sort of magic there. And this magic was flying around this backyard while I was trying to talk to you guys in a coherent way. It was pretty funny. Uh, so to me, that was like, oh gosh, right? I'm on the right path when I'm speaking about magic, when I'm speaking about possibilities, when I'm thinking about being the co-creator here and what that might mean for us as we go forward. The bigger picture, right? We're looking again at this big picture, being objective, not as detached or not attached to an outcome, maybe sort of stepping back. We have this idea of how we want this thing to happen, but we're going to let spirit come in and be the driver here. And we are going to just sort of be the ones that facilitate spirit's expression of this energy. And that helps us maintain our objectivity. But we're seeing the bigger picture here. We're seeking knowledge. We're seeking ideas, the new and the unconventional. We've already said that. The big picture also includes divination. So likely you're going to see interest in astrology, in human design, in, uh, in oracle cards and so forth expand during this next period of time. And, and as well, the 11th house in an astrology chart is the house of wishes and dreams. It is ruled by the planet Uranus. It is ruled by the sign of Aquarius. So that's kind of the overlighting energy of that particular part of the chart. So manifesting dreams becomes another fairly large drum, drumbeat during this period of time where we're focusing on what we're focusing on is what it is that we're seeing manifesting in our lives, but also as the group identity, right? If we come together as a group and we focus on peace, then we are creating peace. But if we're focusing on a war, war on drugs, war on blah, blah, you fill in the blank, then that's what we're getting is more war because that's the energy that we're focusing on. But if we are focusing on peace, then we're getting a different kind of energy. Uh, what I would really love to see is a Marianne Williamson idea of creating a department of peace in the US and other countries around the world, and maybe other countries somewhere already have this idea, uh, where it is about maintaining and creating more peace on the planet, instead of a department of defense or a department of war, uh, where we are focusing on uh, the eventuality of bombs or, you know, fighting. So I would love to see that come about during this new age of Aquarius. Uh, friends, groups, associations, the people you hang with are also a part of this Aquarian experience. Networking, the idea of platonic love, uh, brother and sister love, brotherhood and sisterhood, right? Loving everybody as they are, um, everybody being worthy, having intrinsic value and worthy of love. And of course, Aquarians are kind of forthright as well. There's a forthrightness to Aquarius energy. It's not quite like Sagittarius bluntness. It's more forthright and forthcoming, being able to say the truth, even if the truth isn't a pretty truth, right? It's like going in with your eyes wide open. So that is something that we might 
actually look forward to because a part of forthrightness is integrity, is ethics, and is transparency. So we may hear more about that as we go into the future. Uh, we want transparency and forthrightness from our, our elected leaders, from our community leaders, from our state or local you know, leaders, and from any of the groups that we align ourselves with. So another sort of clue about what kind of comes next. Now, of course, every sign has their negative sort of expression, right? It's a full spectrum of energies. So here in Aquarius, there's a tendency to become overly detached, as in it's not my problem, so I'm not going to get involved. Now, while sometimes not getting involved is the correct thing, at other times, you, we as people use it as an excuse. It's not my backyard, so I'm not getting involved. There's a fear of getting involved with sometimes in the Aquarian energy and a coldness or an aloofness that stand apart from um, and where objectivity goes to the nth degree, right? So objectivity, yes, but aloofness or coldness or a fear of becoming involved, not so good. Um, there is also the possibility of erratic or shocking behaviors by people, by officials, by just shocking and erratic things that are happening in the world. There's that it, it is an energy that is here to awaken us. And so wherever something is entrenched, whether it be a concept or an idea, a, a person, uh, it, it's gonna get shook up, right? In our personal lives, as well as in our outer world. And we also have to watch for inflexible behaviors, inflexible opinions, uh, because Aquarius is a fixed sign. A fixed sign likes their their steadiness, likes their stability. They can get dug in, kind of, you know, the, the fixed signs out there are Aquarius and Taurus and Leo and Scorpio. Those signs have a tendency to be loyal, to be steadfast, to be stable, but they also, if you take those words and you move them more toward the nth degree over here onto the, the, the side of entrenched, right, and unmovable or inflexible. So we'll have to watch for that as well, where we think that, you know, again, we're going back to possibilities thinking instead of having that probability that this is the way it is. So that those are a couple of the things that we're going to want to watch out for uh, with Aquarian energy over the next couple of years and literally into the next age. All right, questions, comments. I'm going to go back over here. Good morning, Ingrid. Christine Buckingham, hello. Uh, Anna Fulton, Tom, good morning to you. She says, uh, Tom says human beans. <laughs> Can always count on Tom to make us laugh and giggle. Uh, Anna Fulton says, not a machine, but a human being. Exactly. And I'm missing some comments here, but let's see if I can go back. There we go. I found it. Um, I love it. Ingrid says, happy Friday, everyone. And Tammy Smith, good morning. Anna Fulton says, not, oh, I already read that one. Um, Tom says, freedom, George Michael. I kind of like that word too. Anna Fulton, what video did I miss with the Ravens? Ah, Anna, on Tuesday afternoon, I did the Astrology of 2021 webinar. That is uh, a webinar that I, I the, that if you're a member, you get for free, but uh, was also for sale for $25. It is still, the recording of it is now up on the website for people to purchase. Um, so yeah, the Ravens, it was so weird because I 
they they just they were almost mesmerizing right <laughs> because there were so many of them there were like four or five of them out there and I was like wow you don't usually see ravens in as big a group as you do say crows uh, but there they were all gathering right outside the window Ingrid raven accompanies the Norse god Thor Ooh, and the Norse god Thor is very similar to the uh, to the Greek god Zeus, which we were doing a lot of talking about Zeus and uh, Jupiter, which is the Roman counterpart. So maybe that was what they were trying to. They're they were validating that for me. Uh, Christine says, "Wow, cool! You didn't mention it during the webinar. You know, I had so many things to talk about that that was the last thing I wanted to do was get off on a, a tangent." And so, yeah, so I just sat there with that. Uh, and Ingrid says, of course, very important in cosmologies of native cultures throughout the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, J-Lo says, OMG, I'm not sure why, but I just drew a small Thor hammer. <laughs> Love it. Um, good morning, Amanda J. And she says 600 subscribers, yay. Yes, thank you, That I was excited. And Anna, genius, language matters. It does. That's the whole point, right? Language matters. It matters what we say. In human design, the throat is the gearbox of the entire system. So everything coming up from the lower energy centers comes to the throat to be manifest. Everything from the mind and the uh, head the, comes down to the throat for manifesting and also for communication. So the idea here is the words drive the creation and what are the words that we're saying? What words are we using? And I love the idea that, you know, genius, right? Uh, Tom, it's Friday, go Seahawks. I know my husband left in full gear. I didn't put my gear on because I would, I have too much to do today to wear that gear. And then I don't have time to change my clothes before my daughter's birthday later. Uh, JLo says that double-edged sword, no matter what, yes. And Anna says, I'm feeling that aloofness. And uh, Tom, aloof definition, a sponge. Interesting. Uh, Tammy, how is Sadie? Sadie is, she's holding her own. She's right over my shoulder here, sleeping on her heating pad. You know, I, um, she's been very ill and it turned out she had a very bad bladder infection. So they put her on antibiotics, which I've had to give her every day. And then consequently, the healing of the bladder infection has exposed another problem for her, which is the more difficult one, perhaps, something to do with a tooth, but we're not sure if it's a tooth or if it's a tumor in her sinus cavity. But I have to get her well enough to be able to uh, undergo anesthesia because they won't do an x-ray for her until she's you know, able to go under. So... I'm at this point now where is she well enough to to undergo that and she sounds very bad because it's all like you know think about when you have a cold and it's at its worst and it starts all draining and you you know yeah so thank you for asking I think she might be doing okay and let's just hope that it's a tooth issue that they can handle uh easier than a tumor that would not be the best outcome but um anyway we're just going day by day and as far as I know, she's eating and she's drinking. She is because I'm bringing her her food and her water, um, playing nursemaid, <laughs> which is kind of cute. Um, but thank you for asking. And Christine says, was a great webinar. Good, 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 good. I was hoping so, because there was so much and I 
had a lot of energy that I poured into that, just as now my focus is turning to the human design one, uh, which is as big, if not bigger, because we're also looking at themes. Uh, so thank you, Tammy. That's very awesome. All right. So let's go on to the next thing here this morning, which is about Saturday's move of Jupiter into Aquarius. Uh, so we've been talking about specific Aquarian ideas and ideals. And what does that mean, right? What does it mean? What does Aquarius mean? So I want you to, you know, keep those kind of indexed in your mind uh, as far as what types of things uh, we should be focused on with Aquarius energy. But now I'm going to go into the more specifics of Jupiter's move into Aquarius. Now, Jupiter has benevolent energy. So in a, in a chart, mostly what we see with Jupiter is the con conferring of good luck and good fortune upon uh, wherever it is that it's transiting through your chart. So if it's transiting through the first house, good fortune comes from learning more about yourself and really, you know, doing the check-in and processing of your own goo. Um, in the second house, it can bring good luck with money or with resources and so on as we go around the chart. Um, but in the sign of Capricorn, where Jupiter has been for the past year, it was in what in astrologer speak is its fall, meaning it doesn't do well in Capricorn. It's, its wings are kind of clipped, if you will, right? Jupiter's a planet of expansion and growth, but Capricorn is very much Saturn's domain and Saturn is constriction, right? Limits and, and sort of boundaries. So we um, are finally going to let Jupiter leave his more clipped sign and move into the more individualistic and freedom-seeking, freedom-loving energy of Aquarius. And for all of us, that's got to feel very liberating, even if, you know, you're still sitting here in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, you're in sort of this lockdown or, you know, different different levels of some kind of, of uh, reduction in our freedom, what you feel is that this is coming to an end, right? This is somehow, some way coming to an end, whether it's via a vaccine or just the natural um, uh, virus uh, way that it moves through a population. So we, we feel liberating or liberated, or at least liberation is coming. And so while Jupiter had been in Capricorn, it wanted us to focus on the strategy required to achieve our dreams, our goals, and freedom, right? So Jupiter, remember, we were talking about things like goals and setting a goal or having a plan of action, taking one step at a time, which was probably murderous on you manifesting generators who like to just skip to the end. And then you go, oh my God, I've got to go backwards. So what we've had is... Uh, this time to to get our goals straight or to get our dreams straight. And now in, in Aquarius, Jupiter's sort of influence is more on openness and expansion of the mind because it's a mind sign, an air sign, the search for freedom and the value of individuality, right? Who we are as an individual and how that plays out as part of the group. So we have individuality, and we have group identification. And how is it that we work together with those energies? Now, Jupiter in Aquarius is also going to bring us new themes in social active, uh, activism. And, 
you put those words together and it just means how do we go out and help the world and uh, how do we support one another and that might mean that you're actually being a volunteer in an organization of sorts maybe it's a community level who, who knows that's going to be as individual as all of us are to how it is that we are going to show up in the world as a an activist if you will uh, the spirit of cooperation is also here upon us and the technologies that we will start to see uh, the, the new ways that we can work together in the world through technology. And we're going to be encouraged to keep thinking outside of the box and to see the world from an us, we're all in this together point of view rather than the me or the I point of view. Now, I'm not saying that though that the I or the you or the me isn't important in this, but collectively, right? We, we move to a more collective representation of our energies. The sign of Aquarius is progressive and it is socialist at heart. Now, before you go crazy over socialism and, and that is a political movement, that is not what I'm talking about. Socialist as in we care about one another and we work together toward common goals. Uh, Aquarius is the second to the last sign of the zodiac. So in that case, we're taking a look backwards and looking at the bigger picture of what it is that we have uh, brought and learned throughout the other transits of the signs. And it's time that our individual actions, that we recognize that our individual actions have repercussions on the collective. And so we cannot be we cannot be as nationalistic as we have been, where it's the interests of the United States that are uppermost in our mind and only the interests of the United States, and I'm just using the USA because I live here, could be we can't, from a Canadian point of view, uh, only be interested in Canada or England or Australia or Congo, any of that, right? We can't do that anymore uh, because we are part of a collective and everything that we as the USA or Canada or any nation does affects the whole, right? The whole of the globe, the whole of the universe in this case. So we have to be uh, re reminded periodically that we are a global community and that we have to have interests as a globe and not just as a single country or as a single community or a single state or a single province, that kind of thing. And we also have to remember that this is a fixed air sign, fixed air. So we might face challenges in uh, being able to uh, get kind of caught up in an idea and then get stuck in that idea. We can get stuck in a fixed air sign as easily as we can get stuck in fixed earth or fixed water or fixed fire, right? So we want to make sure that yes, we have some great ideas, but that we don't get stuck in this is the only way that it can be done. We have to be able to stand back again and be objective, right? And be able to be more aware of these ideas that are out there. Um, now, in traditional astrology, Saturn is still the ruler of Aquarius, but Uranus is the more modern ruler of Aquarian energy. So as we move into 2021, and we talked thoroughly through this in the webinar, uh, that Saturn and then Jupiter both come into a square with Uranus. So honestly, at least for 2021, 
Jupiter's presence in Aquarius really adds to the new, the revolutionary, and the needing to um, be more mind opened uh, for new ideas and things like that, as opposed to the more Saturnian, which is let's keep doing things the way we've always done them. Let's keep limits. Let's keep boundaries. Uh, so at first, at first, likely we're going to see the more rebellious energy, right? The more crazy expression of these energies, the more shocking energies of Uranus might hold sway in a more powerful way as we entertain the beginning of 2021. So most of 2021 then is going to feel more Uranian than Saturnian. That will change as we move later into the year and into 2022. Uh, but for now, it is likely that we're going to be more at the shocking end of things or the surprise end of things. And of course, now Monday, we have the, uh, after the ingress, the movement of Jupiter into uh, the sign of Aquarius will have the conjunction, and that is, uh, you know, fairly rare. We have the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter every 20 years. Again, this is the first time that it has been in air in a very, in 200 years. We had a little bit of a foray into air in 19, I think it's 84, uh, when uh, that time they came together in uh, Libra. Uh, but now, every time it's going to be air for the next while. And so it ex we can expect a, a shift, right? A shift out of uh, the materialistic and the money industrious energy that the earth sign conjunctions have brought us for the last 200 years and more into the mental and more human oriented um, energies of Aquarius. That takes time, but at least we'll see perspectives of it pop up you know, in our face over the next couple of uh, months. And of course, that drumbeat getting a little bit louder as time goes on. Uh, when we look at the signs that benefit the most from a movement of Jupiter or and Saturn, in this case, into Aquarius, certainly Aquarians, you will benefit. And also Aries, Gemini, Libra, and Sagittarius, because in the those signs, Jupiter will either be uh, making a trine or a sextile connection to the sun in your natal chart. So at some point you're going to come into that very possible uh, expansive energy as you have your uh, Jupiter hitting that degree. Um, for those of you who are Taurus uh, or Leo or Scorpios, then the energy of Jupiter is going to be squaring your sun now, I don't want you to think of squares as something really negative because without the squares, we're never challenged to move beyond where we've been. Sometimes the trines and the sextiles just mean everything's moving so easy that we don't try, right? We don't put that extra foot forward uh, to see how it is that things could be, right? So the square to your natal suns, if you're a Scorpio or Leo or Aquarius or Taurus, I mean, are likely going to challenge you in some way to move ahead or to grow up or to uh, be something different, uh, to be more humanitarian maybe, or to be more uh, collective thinking and not so individualistic, or to balance that in some way in the expression of who you are in the world. So that gives you an idea then of what Jupiter in Aquarius is uh, gonna be about. 
And I'm sure right away we'll start to see those themes. Um, I think we already see it a bit, that theme change as here in the US, especially as we move from one type of president to another. We have no idea what that next year or so or four is going to be bringing to us, but you can bet that a lot of the things thematically that we'll be dealing with uh, are going to be the things that we talked about, the future, right? And how do we create out of a sustainable nature? How do we invent new things? How do we become innovative? How do we help one another, right? How do we support one another and all of the uh, Aquarian ideals that we will come into contact with? And questions about Jupiter and Aquarius. I'm going to go back and check since I don't have Asa here with me this morning. Um, Let's see, J-Lo says I have to watch it uh, for the, J-Lo, you're part of the membership. So if you go to the teachable platform where the membership or the academy sits, you can find it there. But I also posted up the video on the, the uh, Living Astrology Academy Facebook page. So all you have to do is look for the media tab, click on that, and it will take you to the videos and you'll see it there. You'll see it there. Um, Anna Fulton and JLo, I think I heard her say the webinar is, uh, yes, yes, you did. Uh, Coach Michael has Aquarius in the 12th house. So Coach Michael, uh, the 12th house is the place of the hidden, right? The, the, the subconscious mind. And maybe there are some fixed ideas that you have there that maybe have been tripping you up all along and you didn't even really realize it. Maybe that fixed nature of that sign has a self-sabotage attached to it or has a thinking pattern that you need to break out of. So the 12th house is gonna offer you up that opportunity to break free of those old patterns that have held you back, held you down uh, or kept you from being who you really wanted to be. Um, Anna, this is amazing knowledge, really needed this today. Thank you, teacher, you're, you're most welcome. And Mimi, read everywhere, the energy represents the responsible rebellion. I like that. I do too, the responsible rebellion. A lot of times rebellious energy is, if it's just purely Uranus-like, can be very destructive, right? We see that sort of in the Black Lives Matters. And I'm not saying that it was Black Lives Matter because I think there were other elements that were bringing that chaos and that turbulence to the movement. But now I think you're right, Mimi, that we see more responsible types of activism and uh, social activism. It's, it, it's more empowered, I think, to behave in a different way. And I think we're going to see that more once I get to the point where I want to share all of the gates in human design that are of Aquarius, that we will see uh, what some of the shadows are, but also the gifts and how we can move into those more fully. Uh, going to get some oil to help with that square. Good one. Tom says, please prayers and support for my bro day's grandson, Matthias. Uh, lots of energy coming this weekend. The lad is feeling it. Uh, let's send him lots of love and uh, light. Anna, yes, we are social and making things matter for the group. That is our mission, indeed. Allison D, good morning. Aquarius is in her eighth house, and my natal Saturn is in Taurus in my 11th house. And likely then what you'll be grappling with is how do I transform my life toward my dreams, toward my goals? 
And how do I move out of where I've been stuck in an old pattern, kind of a rebellion that's coming up here for you, I think, a, a bit, and being able to move, you know, forward. Um, but again, it also has, remember, overall, that Aquarius is an air sign, and the air sign takes us to the mind. And it is the mind and its connection to the heart that is driving our manifesting. What is it that's coming to us? And if what you see in your outer world is not what you desire, then likely you can trace it back in some way to what have you been focused on. And don't do this as a way to beat yourself up. Do this as a way to go, wow, okay, yeah, nine times out of 10, my focus after I set an intention goes to the idea of what I don't want instead of how can this happen? How can this come to me, right? How is this going to show up and tapping into the magic of it all? So we really do have a lot of power to tap into the magic here and to get out of the way, if you will, of our own selves and our own negative thinking. So maybe that's a part of what you can focus on. Good morning, Liz. Can I ask about Pisces? I missed a chunk of live show because my mom called uh, an Aquarius, huh? <laughs> of course she did. Um, Pisces is um, as mutable water. And it really isn't affected by either a uh, trine, a sextile, or a square. So it's really kind of in the clear. But guess what? This year is kind of an odd year. Eccentric, right? That's another word we could use for Aquarius. As Jupiter, relatively speaking, speeds up in the sign of Aquarius and ends up moving into Pisces in, I think it's May, uh, for a brief stay for about two degrees of Pisces before Jupiter in retrograde moves backwards into Aquarius and then finishes what he started. So Pisceans, you too will be affected by a Jupiter ingress into your sign. It's like the little toe touch into the water. Let's dip it in and see what it feels like, right? Um, and Jupiter by the way, is a co-ruler of the sign of Pisces along with Neptune. So Jupiter is the more traditional ruler of Pisces. So for those of you who are Pisces, this could be a pretty interesting year for you as you may start to see the coalescing around a new idea, some new fortunate way of being, um, and wherever Pisces is in your chart is preparing for that Jupiter ingress in uh, April and May. Uh, just that little toe tap, right? The little toe touch, then he backwards back into Aquarian, Aquarius energy. So it's an interesting kind of year. It's, I don't remember that happening in recent past, but, um, you know, we have sort of different experiences that we're having. So we'll get sort of a glimpse, if you will, as to what might be happening with Jupiter and Pisces, kind of like what happened last year or this year in March when Saturn did a toe tip into um, Aquarius energy just for, you know, like was from March 23rd till April 23rd. And then he was in retrograde and moved backward into Capricorn again. So we got the little taste test of what might be coming. And uh, so that's the same idea here, only in Pisces instead. You're welcome, Allison and Tammy Smith. What about cancer? Also a water sign. Well, once we get Jupiter into Pisces, what we have then is a trine from Jupiter and Pisces to Cancer and uh, also to Scorpio. So we have an ease and a flow in a trine that creates the possibilities for, um, you know, pop fortune and good things to happen. Uh, but I don't want you all to focus so much there on your particular sign 
but I would love it if you would focus on where is Aquarius in my chart, because that's going to tell you what part of your life is being affected by the Jupiter-Saturn uh, conjunction and the Jupiter-Saturn transit through Aquarius. So you're looking for Aquarius in your chart, and we've already done all the work on all the houses, and you can go back to the YouTube channel and you can find the videos for the house conversations that we had. And that way you can see, okay, if it's in my fifth house, let's say, what is the fifth house about? And how do I need to apply Aquarian ideals to my fifth house of love, romance, creativity, and joy? So that's the more important thing, the more immediate thing, not so much how's it going to affect me as a Gemini or a Cancer, etc. Okay, does that make sense to everybody? Um, Liz, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I changed up my home life out of nowhere. It feels right. And third house, third house is the house of the mind, house of communication, learning and teaching also comes through that third house and your neighborhood, right? The, the place that you, the, the next step out from your, your family that you live with. So often that means your siblings or your neighbors or your, your friends or colleagues, that kind of thing. Uh, and you're welcome, welcome, um, Tammy. Uh, Corey just got on and wanted to say good morning before I rewind to the beginning. Good morning, Corey. It's good to see you. Um, and Liz says, we'll do, we'll look that up. Indeed, because it is the house placement that you're, you really need to look at. Also, if you're looking at your own chart and you're looking at the house, look at what other planets by birth were in Aquarius, right? Because they're going to be hit by Saturn and Jupiter. They're being hit now likely by Pallas Athena in some way. And uh, so it can be a little more complex than just what we talk about here on the show, uh, because everybody's chart is different, right? Everybody's chart is different. Tom, you and I, and anybody born in 1961-ish, um, Londa, that's you and a couple of other people out there. Um, you're also going to have Saturn and Jupiter come to your Jupiter, right? Your natal Jupiter. So ideally that is a very good time, right? For success and for really being able to commit to your own success. So it'll be interesting as that happens pretty quickly here in the next couple of months for us. Um, but some of you may have other planets there, Mercury or Venus, and that's going to affect your mind and how you communicate. It's going to affect your love and your relationships and your money in some way. So consequently, I put together a special astrology of 2021 reading for everyone. It is good from now until the end of January. And it is also on my website at the homepage. You might have to scroll down a little bit. It says astrology of 2021 reading. Um, normally, the uh, readings like that are $99 if it's just the reading. And um, I discounted it to 89 and there's also the possibility now on my website, and I haven't mentioned this to too many people yet because I'm really not sure if it's working, but it should, um, is the ability now with PayPal to make payments on something. So you'll see when you go there and you click add it to cart, you're going to get options. You're going to get either a PayPal credit for six months or one button that says pay later. And it's going to give you the option if you have a PayPal account to pay that in for payments. So uh, I left it like that for a reason. I want to see if that works, right? I want to be innovative. <laughs> 
I want to see if the technology actually works that way. So uh, you, you might try that out if uh, financial concerns are there in your life, right? You can get that still, but try to make payments on it. Um, okay, so that is it for me this morning. I think, no, it is not a written report. It's an actual reading. It's an actual reading where I'm looking at your chart and telling you about what's going on for you uh, as the year goes on. And uh, it's also recorded. And in the webinar, there was the mention of a special thing, a special report. So you'll need to either have been at the webinar and let me know that you want this, or you will have to buy the webinar, listen to it so that you can find out what that special offer might be. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I do want to draw us a card for the collective. And I think I told you guys that my internet went out this week. So um, that was fun. And I had to move everything right around my desk here because that's where the internet is. And I had to get the technician in there. So not sure what I did with all my cards, but I have the animal cards. So I'm going to give us an animal card to represent uh, our collective. And um, I need to get back to Zoom so I can actually see. There we go. And so this is for the collective. Antelope spirit. Life is speeding up. And he came out upright. I don't believe we've ever had this card. It's card number two. Two. A lovely number. Let's take a look and read this one. I don't even think I've ever pulled that card for myself, much less for all of us. So this is awesome. And upright means it was not in protection. So here we have the message says, when antelope spirit rushes into your life, you are being reminded of the quickening of your personal evolution as a powerful co-creator. What did we basically talk about all morning? Uh, you are being told unequivocally that it's time to get moving, set your intentions and take action toward making your dreams real. There is an intensity you can feel, and it is important to take advantage of this energy right now. If you have a plan for your career or financial abundance, now is the time to step it up. If you're asking about a relationship, make that first move. Just know that the intentions you have set in motion are coming together now at warp speed. Stay alert and keep up. Things are getting interesting when antelope spirit calls you to move quickly. Pay attention to what your thoughts are on once you set an intention. Otherwise, you might be getting unexpectedly the things that you really didn't want. So there you have Antelope Spirit for the weekend, a great reminder for all of us. Uh, I will see you all on Monday morning. We will dive more into the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, the new human design day, uh, week, and uh, I will talk more about the human design webinar that will be coming up. Take care, everybody. Much love to you all. Bye for now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.